Hello and welcome to Freelance Mums podcast. Um, with me today, I've got a brilliant guest you will absolutely adore. Uh, we've got Marika here. We'll be talking a little bit, we're talking a lot actually, not just a little bit, about her brilliant um, product and her journey about building a brand around a business. No, building a band around a children, it's Snackzilla. But before we get launched into that, let me just remind you that if you'd like to find out more about Freelance Mum, come and try us for free for 30 days. Check us out in the Facebook group, The Mothership, and you can also to attend as many coffee mornings and networks as you would like in your local area and I just know that you will love it but let's get into this afternoon lovely to hear all about this and I want to hear about I mean because we all hear about this juggling don't we constantly around a business around family and that you're going to be sharing some of the things that you've learned but before we get into that tell me a little bit more about Snackzilla it sounds like a really sounds like the snack that all freelance mums are going to be wanting to put in their cupboards at the moment? So I'm a mum of two. I've got two boys who are now aged 10 and 8. And about four years ago, I was really struggling to find healthy, tasty cool boxes and after school. We are kind of biscuit addict household. Um, I've got a really sweet tooth and the kids were definitely starting to grow up with a sweet tooth and loving kind of unhealthy stuff. And they didn't want bare yo-yos anymore or organics anymore. They thought that was for babies. And they wanted Maryland cookies, Oreos, that kind of stuff. And I thought there must be something out there that's kind of a bit healthier for them. Uh, they didn't want me turning up to the school gates with, with carrot sticks. Um, <laughs> they wanted me to turn up with Haribo. So I thought there must be something in the middle, something that's aimed at that age group, primary school kids, that's healthier, big, filling. And there really wasn't anything. There wasn't any brands or products that were really out there. So I thought, right, I'm going to do something about it. And I took my um, great grandmother's oat cookie recipe. That was a really simple recipe, four ingredients. And I thought, oh, I'll give it a go. I'll see if I can make this healthier. And I didn't know it was going to take, you know, nearly four years. But um, yeah, I finally got the product healthier. So we are a soft baked oat chewy cookie. Um, 30 grams, so they're quite big, all individually wrapped. And then we're aiming kind of for lunchbox and after school um, snacking for kids. And the question is, I mean, it's a fairly obvious one, really. But do your boys like it? Does that fill a gap in their hungry tummies? Yes, they have them every day. Still, I turn up to the, to the school gates with a basket full of them and all their ki- all their friends come running over because they know they're getting free Snackzillas every day. So, yeah, they're still, even though my oldest is nearly 11, he's still really happy, really happy to have one. And actually, my husband and I eat them every day. And the feedback we're getting from a lot of customers is that <laughs> the parents seem to be eating them as much as the kids, which is brilliant because that was never our intention. But I think it is filling a gap in the market, even for adults who love have a sweet tooth, love biscuits, want that kind of 11 o'clock biscuit every day. And yeah, it's a, this is a healthier alternative for them. No, you said it took four years to get to the point that you are today. And we all know, we all know in hindsight, you know, 2020, that actually is quite a long journey. But for you, what were the things that slowed you down to reach to the point of getting it, getting that product into the supermarkets? For us, the main thing was the nutritional um, 
nutritionals of the product because there's new legislation coming in in the UK for next year because the government is trying to do something to tackle childhood obesity in the UK. And one of the things that's coming into effect next year is they are reducing um, the promotion and the advertising of unhealthy junk food for kids. So that means you won't be able to buy Kit Kats on a buy two, get one free or 20% off. Anything that they deem is unhealthier uh, is going to be restricted in terms of the sale. You won't be able to get it on the end of aisle near checkouts, uh, in certain places in the stores, by the entrance to the stores. They really want to reduce how much kids are seeing unhealthy food online, on TV and in shops. So they have um, written kind of rules about what deems a healthier and an unhealthy product. So we were kind of governed by those rules in terms of how much fat, sugar, salt uh, could be in the product. And it was just so hard over these last three years. And it was basically a matter of trial and error, um, trying new different ingredients in the cookies because we still, we're taking an inherently unhealthy, fatty, sugary product and trying to remove all those lovely, delicious things while still having something that's tasty, moist, bakes well, has a nice mouthfeel, has shelf life. So we're all those different things are impacting um, how long it takes. So yeah, it was a matter of just trying, trying and trying, trying and failing, trying and failing, getting them nutritionally tested, lab tested, waiting for the results. And it just took such a long process. Um, so yeah, we're finally there. I'm really intrigued by this. I've got so many questions I want to ask now. I really do. But I'm going to start with how much has that recipe changed from that very first recipe that you tried of your great, great grandmothers to the one that we can all tuck into today? So we're on version 18 from when we originally started. Wow. Version 18. And to if from that first experience of you trying that very first cookie that you, you've t- tucked into, how much has that changed in terms of bite texture taste quite a lot because you know the original recipe was butter Um, we had to remove the butter we swapped it out for sunflower oil which meant that the cookies are now vegan and dairy free uh, but it also brought the fat down so before they they and they had um granulated they used to be you know the original had granulated sugar so that combination of that sugar with the butter meant it was kind of a really caramelly you know, hard, crunchy on the outside, soft and gooey in the middle. So, yeah, I'd say, you know, the product is quite different. The, the other two ingredients, the flour and the oats, are still there um, in the product. But we had to go and replace that sugar. We use a combination, mostly um, chicory root fibre, which is an amazing ingredient. It gives kind of tricks the mouth. It gives you that really sweet taste, but it doesn't give you those sugar highs um, and it gets us our sugar down, but it also gives a lot of fiber to the product. So we are a high in fiber product. Um, And then we also use some golden syrup, which gives us that kind of caramelly note. So it's those combinations um, that give us that, that, that sweetness and that taste. So yeah, it is very different from the original, but I've stopped baking the original now because it's just... (laughs) Would your great-grandmother come along? Would she recognise it, do you think? No. No. (laughs) It's very similar. It's still an oat cookie. Mm. And I really wanted to keep that texture the same, that chewiness, um, because there are loads of delicious, dry, crunchy biscuits Mm. out on the market. So I don't see why we needed another one. But actually having something that's soft-baked and that chewiness 
basically kids love it they love that different texture it's more like a kind of um you know a bakery uh soft baked cookie that you'd buy in a store it's got that kind of texture that chewiness so yeah the texture is very similar Oh, it sounds great. I, I want one now. I need to get them. <laughs> I really do. And um, you've done an incredible job. And some of your products are in the supermarkets. You've got, got them into some Sainsbury's and Ocado. How did you manage to do that, Marika? Um, it's been a really hard journey because, yeah, it's really hard to get in front of a buyer. So when you've got a product that you want to get in the supermarket, you need to kind of get the buyer's attention. And actually Sainsbury's is brilliant because they have a scheme called um, Taste of the Future. And they are looking at they, they give an opportunity to small startup challenger brands to get into those supermarkets and be on trial. So that's what we're currently in. So they are recruiting every year for new brands. We are one of, um, I think it's seven brands that's currently on trial in 70 supermarkets, Sainsbury supermarkets, and it's the big ones. And so they give a space over to these brands to uh, be on trial for about 13 weeks where we get the full kind of support of Sainsbury's, um, but really get, be able to get the product out there, test supply chain, operations, logistics, test different marketing techniques to see if we can be, a, you know, a potential, uh, get that potential permanent listing in those supermarkets. So that's been brilliant. Um, and anyone can apply for that. You can go onto their website and apply. And it took about um six six to eight months through the application process because obviously they're whittling it down from thousands of applicants to get to their kind of seven wow well congratulations for getting this far that's amazing that's been an incredible red letter day for you yeah it's, it's been brilliant it's been such a good opportunity mm-hmm. and there's been so much that we've been testing and learning throughout this experience um, so yeah, hopefully next year we get that permanent listing, which would mean we'd get into a few hundred stores rather than just 70. Wow. Well, listen, I, I want to talk masses about this product because it sounds amazing as does your journey, but we're here specifically to talk about how you have built your brand around children. Now, presumably that's been something your, your children have grown up and also it's, it's four years since you've started this and it's incorporated lockdown. So what have been your learnings during this time I think my main learning has been to actually involve them in the whole process and from the very beginning that was important to me Um, firstly because it was a brand that was for kids so what better than to have two constantly available uh, kind of uh, testers and your, your target market right there and their friends and their friends parents who I could constantly tap into and I think that's the number one thing is really know and understand your market um so that's one of the main reasons why I did a kids brand rather than trying to come up with a brand a, a protein cookie that was aimed at gym goers you know I don't know that market so this market for me is is amazing it meant that I could really do something special with the brand that I guess the likes of Nestle or Grays and Unilever, which they might have trouble doing. The fact is I am a mum and I'm creating a product and a brand for people, you know, like me. And I really wanted the kids to be involved. So from the beginning, they came up with the name. Um, my nephews actually came up with the name with, with the boys. We were all on holiday together and I had whiteboards stuck up on all the walls of the holiday house with different pens. And I said every day people had to write 10 different names down. 
and then we'd cross the you know we'd sit with them for a couple of days and cross them off and the kids came up with the name they came up with the flavors they've been the taste testers them and their friends so really involving them in the brand um, packing up orders so as well as great for me and the brand in terms of really understanding that target market it's also great for them like I really want them to grow up um, having those kind of entrepreneurial skills Mm. and learning that they just need to give it a go and sometimes you just need to you know take an idea and run with it and that's really they must feel so proud and they must have that sense of ownership as well um and the fact that your nephew came up with the the name snackzilla which is an awesome name by the way that's just genius um they how do they feel when they see the product snackzilla in the supermarket Oh, they're so proud. They're really, really proud. Although, you know, originally they were great little models. <laughs> and now they're like, we don't want to be on camera, mum. We don't want photos anymore. So that, that's getting harder. Um, and so, yeah. But yeah, they absolutely, for them, seeing it on the Sainsbury's shelf has been, yeah, they've been so excited. Yeah. That's fantastic. That is so lovely. And I guess the thing about children as well, they are so honest. Um have you had moments where they said, oh, no, mummy, that is disgusting, but not that version, please? Yes. Yeah, definitely. And whenever we're doing something, a change to the recipe, I would let them, you know, they would make the decisions about we've been testing a new flavor at the moment and they didn't like it. So I'd put quite a lot of time and money into this new flavor and they really didn't like it. So, yeah, that's that's been binned. Um <laughs> So, yeah, yeah, it's just great to have that instant feedback. That's brilliant. And, it, yeah, they're the best food critics, aren't they, children? That You know, there's no no hiding anything. Yeah. They Very will just awesome. spit it out. They will spit it out if they don't like something. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So you've got the name Snackzilla. That's courtesy of your nephew. And your boys are helping you coming up with the flavours and so on. Do you have another team around you? How, do you? how are you managing to grow this business? So, yeah, it's been very much mostly a one-woman band. I have Rebecca who works with me one day a week and she's been really keen driving Amazon and ourselves on that. Um, but, yeah, otherwise it's been mostly me. So I've had to kind of be an ex suddenly become an expert on everything. But now we're getting to the point where we're just doing an investment round. So we're now raising money so that we can now start growing the business and hiring a team. So that's going to be over the next couple of months, things we're really starting to move into that next phase of the business, which is super exciting. So I'll go from being just me trying to like juggle, making it up as I go along, learn as I go to hopefully being able to, you know, get some real expertise into the business so that we can grow it really quickly for next year. And the, your brand, you know, your your boys, your wider family have all been mega supportive in growing this brand. But, you know, the, sadly, they're possibly a bit too young to help you with your mailing list um, and that side of things. So how are, how are you managing to grow your brand around the very limited school hours that we have? Well, I do juggle it. I do do pick up most days and then I work again in the evenings, which has got so much easier now the kids are older. So yeah, four years ago, that was impossible. You know, they would need much more support in the evenings. And now I can kind of six till 9pm, I really can focus for three hours where they're, they're at clubs. And lockdown has been amazing because what it's meant is my husband now works from home permanently. He's been told he can work from home forever now. So 
he can now do the evening drop-offs to scouts and swimming and tennis and I can really focus and those three hours in the evening are where I get most of my work done actually but it's just made such a difference them getting older plus lockdown has just made masses of difference and I start I have terribly started working on weekends as well um, which isn't a great habit to get into and I'm hoping to stop that but that's just been the sheer amount of work that's needed to go into this Sainsbury's trial uh, kind of took me by surprise so yeah but they're, they're very happy kind of and, and it's just like I said it's just as the more older they get and the more kind of other interests and outside activities they're involved in um, yeah carving out those hours for myself has been much easier. And I guess as well, like you say, because you've got that buy-in, because they are so part of that brand, they must be excited as well. They understand that you're not just sort of saying shunning them away. They get that you're, you know, what you're doing is really exciting and the amount of legwork that goes into it. So having that understanding right from the early days is is actually has really helped you with your business. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And they love it now. They love being involved if I ask them to be involved. They, you know, we set up a TikTok account last week and they've been there like, trying to make videos and who can make the best video to get onto the TikTok stream. So, you know, they're learning so much and, and starting to get into it. And I'm starting to teach the older one, you know, how to use Canva, how to use social media. Um, and so he's really interested in it. And it's just, yeah, he's super helpful. Really is really helpful. I'll ask his opinion on any branding stuff. I say, what do you think looks better? And um, we are now developing a YouTube channel, which will be much more aimed at kids rather than the parents. Um, so, yeah, I'm working with a local um, college on that. And I've got a load of 16 to 18 year olds and they're as part of their college um, qualification, their BTEC, they are focusing on Snackzilla. So, yeah, and the kids are involved in that. It's really exciting. That is really exciting. That's fantastic news. That's really good and good use of the local college as well there. That's fabulous. Yeah, so they're all kind of design and graphic design students. That's a brilliant experience for them, as well as, you know, you're benefiting. Um, yeah. How far are you into this trial then um, in, in the Sainsbury's? So we have got about uh, three, four weeks left to go until the 10th of December. So, yeah, it's finishing before Christmas. So, yeah, if you see them in your Sainsbury's store, please do pick up a box and give us a try because it's going to be all about sales and, you know, how, how well we've sold over this period, which they'll and be judging us on. And will that be comparable with other products? I mean, how do they they monitor that sales? Yeah, so they look at sales compared to other biscuits. They look at incremental sales. So how many new customers am I bringing in, is Snackzilla bringing into the Sainsbury store to buy the Snackzilla cookies? And they can see that through, you know, Nectar card data um, and data they have access to. So, yeah, it will be really fascinating. And also they're looking at our marketing and how well we've done on that, um, our PR and how much coverage we're getting. So, they're looking at a lot of it, a lot of different factors in terms of what makes it successful. And are you getting feedback throughout that time? Is it, or is it just going to be one big surprise? When you I get uh, sales data, so mm -hmm. I can log on and see for every store how many have sold that day. So we can therefore see and target certain stores, or we can see, you know, perhaps they're not even on shelf. Perhaps they're actually still in the stock room. Um, so we can drill into the data but otherwise no not much not much feedback and we wait to the end to see what they think gosh wow the pressure's on it feels like a real life episode of the apprentice you must be feeling like you're living it every day yeah I can't wait for it to be over it's been a long yeah 
it's been really intense, but fascinating as well. You seem remarkably relaxed, given that, you know, it's not long now before it's D-Day, you get the results. how How are you remaining so calm about this? Well, I try and take everything. I mean, one of the best pieces of advice I was ever given was that, as an entrepreneur, you actually every day is going to be a roller coaster and there's going to be massive highs and massive lows. And actually, the best piece of advice is to try and stay steady and try and keep your emotions steady throughout the whole thing. And don't celebrate the highs too much. And therefore, when those lows do happen, you know, you can dig yourself out of it a lot easier. You're not kind of and I think at the beginning, I was like, would cheering for joy at, at brilliant news but then if something bad happened I'd have a whole day where I felt kind of paralyzed in I I, you know should I be doing this um thinking negative thoughts and therefore over the last year I've been much more even and calm really focused on the end result on what what we were trying to achieve as a brand and that kind of focus and that kind of steady even kill is what I think is keeping me through but yeah I try not to celebrate or commiserate too much Oh, you're very good. I think I'd be, the day, if, if I had a product like that, it was in the supermarket, I'd be out there doing a happy dance. I really would. Well, I think I just realised from so many friends who've had food brands that I've met over the last four years, you know, it, it can so easily go wrong. You can get delisted as a brand if you're not selling well very quickly and you can't ever rest on your laurels, really. You've got to keep pushing. You've got to keep driving those sales and get getting that product off the shelf. Just getting onto the shelf is the first step. And actually, that's just now you're at the, the start of the race line. And actually, what's going to you know help you win is you've got to keep getting the product off the shelves and into customers' hands. And that is what takes the hard work because... Customers, if they don't know your brand, they're not going to recognize it on the shelf. They're not going to pick it up. Customers trialing new brands is actually quite hard because customers know what they like and they like, they don't like, people don't like new things. You know, people know what they want. They buy the same products usually week in, week out. And for them to be convinced to pick up that new product and give it a go actually psychologically is is quite a barrier for them so you really need to you know they need to have heard about it they need to have been recommended it by a friend so that's why for our target customer which is you know mums mostly and dads um that word of mouth recommendation is actually key key because most new products that are picked up by parents is because they've been recommended it by a friend um, wow. or they've seen it. Their kid has seen it in someone else's lunchbox and says, "Mummy, please get that." Or their kid has seen it on a TV advert and said, "Oh, please, can you try that?" Mm-hmm. Um, so it's that recommendation, and that's why kind of word of mouth and spreading the message as far as we can is is really vital. Oh well, I can't wait to get dunking personally. So uh, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I promise we'll be putting it to good test in our household. And um, I have to ask, uh, your background prior to this wasn't in food at all. So, you know, how have you managed to learn and glean so much about a completely unknown industry um, that, you know, it's been quite a big, it's quite a steep learning curve for you? Yeah, massive learning curve. And the thing is, I, I decided that from very early on, I would just kind of surround myself with with experts, people who know more than me. So at the beginning, that was kind of um, mentors and consultants and there were people mostly I was paying uh, for advice and to teach me so um, it was food experts who were helping me with the product development um, you know 
nutritionists, food developers, um, and you, you pay them for their help. Um, and it was people, I had mentors who had done a food brand and successfully been running food brands. And I would have calls with them weekly and they were taking me and guiding me through kind of step to step or everything I needed in those early days about how to find a manufacturer, contracts, how do you get in front of those buyers? But also there's loads of amazing support especially in the food industry. Uh, there's Facebook groups full of amazing people who are willing to give advice for free. There are workshops, events, yearly conferences, all targeted at kind of food startup entrepreneurs. So you can very, very quickly kind of dive into a world which is very, very supportive. And everyone wants everyone to succeed. You know, we're not in competition with each other. We all want to succeed because we're all mostly up against the big guys, right? Mm especially with biscuits, it's made up of probably 99% of just the massive corporate giants of, you know, Mondelez, Unilever, Lotus, McVitie's. These are massive, massive com companies with million pound, you know, um, budgets. And therefore the small guys, we all try and support each other and lift each other up because, you know, we want all our small brands to kind of have an equal opportunity at getting out there in front of customers. Wow. Well, Marika, I'm so impressed that you've come as far as you have. And I love the camaraderie and all the support that you've got as well. I almost don't want to ask this question, but I'm going to have to. If you get to the end of the trial and Sainsbury's saying, I'm really sorry, it's a no from us. Have you allowed yourself to think about that? Or are you like, no, I'm just going to keep focused on my, keep my eyes on the prize? No, you've got you've got to think bigger picture. Um, you've got to, there's a lot of supermarkets out there, and obviously for us, Sainsbury's is our number one target because it's just so perfect. It's just um, you know it's a company that really is about trying to support better and healthier eating. It is a company that is aimed at mostly families, so for us, they are the perfect target. But there are a lot of other supermarkets out there, and a lot of other supermarkets are supporting small challenger brands as well. Um, Asda, Co-op, Waitrose, um, even Tesco's um, are slowly starting to bring on more and more smaller brands. So, yeah, there's a massive opportunity. And also for us, we also are going after direct consumers. So we're on Amazon and we sell direct. We also um, contract catering. So we're starting to be available in some schools who are buying us. We're also available in food service. So that means we're going into cafes, delis, um, leisure centers gyms anywhere you go with kids on a day out and you would buy them a kind of biscuit or a snack or a lunchbox somewhere so for us supermarkets is a big part of our strategy but it's not the be all and end all we are very kind of diverse in terms of our channels that we are going after um so yeah you, there are loads of amazingly successful food brands that aren't selling in supermarkets uh they sell in other places and can have a really successful profitable business because actually supermarkets are really expensive. Um, you really, you know, they drive prices down really hard. Mm -hmm. um, so to be in supermarkets is kind of not for the faint hearted. So yeah, it, it's about getting that balance for us. Marika, thank you so very much for your time today. It's been so utterly wonderful um, hearing about your story, your journey and how you've grown this brand with your children. Will you please keep us updated on how it goes when you get to the end of this trial with Sainsbury's please. Of course thank you so much Faye for your support it's been absolutely amazing.
Right. Thank you very much. And it, and thanks for everyone who's been watching today. If you've got any questions, just pop them in the comments below. I'm sure Marika will answer them. And don't forget, if you've enjoyed what you've heard today, um, please do come and check us out. Um, you can try us in the, in the mothership. Try us free for 30 days. We'd absolutely love to see you. Until then, have a great rest of the day. Check out Snackzilla and keep your children happy. Bye. Bye.